Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Pirelli Scorpion Weather Active. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension. Just to name a few, go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. The Volume. The Three and Out Podcast with me, John Middlecoff, is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. Great odds and markets for baseball, the NBA, NHL, PGA Tour, and so much more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. America's number one sportsbook. Very easy to use. Safe and secure. You get your winnings fast. I cannot recommend it enough. Love gambling with FanDuel. If you are a new Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecop, 3 and Out Podcast, Weekend Edition, Mailbag Edition, at John Middlecop is the Instagram Fire up in those direct messages and get your question answered here on the podcast. Like I've been saying for a while, I have several people that you guys have shot me DMs that you you have got your question answered before or I manually have and I'm going to have to respond. I I am probably three weeks behind. That is a project in the next three or four days that I have to attack. 
Uh, but right now, I will answer your questions manually from my inbox the best that I can. Let's start with Logan. Long-time listener. Also, subscribe to the podcast. You listen on Colin's feed. Please subscribe to my feed, 3 and Out. Share with your friends. Share with your enemies. Share with whoever. Long-time listener. Haven't missed a 3 and Out pod in over a year. Not a golf guy, so I don't listen to Go Low. But it's cool to see you carving out another lane for yourself. As a guy who's pretty connected with the Niners, what did you make of Kinlaw versus Grant Cohn? I thought that was a very strange interaction. I don't know anything about Grant, but he doesn't seem to be well-liked in Niners circles. With that said, Kinlaw seemed to be pretty out of line. What's your take? Do you know either individual involved? Thanks for taking time to read my question. Well, I know Grant through seeing him, obviously, at Niner stuff. I don't obviously I don't know Kinlaw personally, but I mean I followed the guy's career, which has not gone well. I think it's a combination of like Grant, for those of you that aren't around here, I don't know if there's quite a Grant in most markets in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, really, I I don't even know how quite to describe him, but his his dad was a legendary columnist around here. Uh, Grant's smart. I mean, Grant went to UCLA. UCLA wouldn't even... They they lit my application on fire. Grant is an educated, smart guy. But he kind of knows what he's doing, and he trolls a little bit. And sometimes, you know, people think it's cross the line, personal, and maybe it does. Uh, I, you can probably say the same about me at times. The difference is, is I don't... Uh, Grant goes to the team every day, right? He goes... He, he's like a beat reporter, even though he's really got a really successful YouTube channel, but he goes every day. So he sees these guys, they piss him off, they go back and forth. It's part of the deal, I guess. Even though guys like Eric Armstead don't like it and other guys on the team don't like it, it's just, it, it is what it is. Kinlaw is a young guy whose career is in tatters. He, he is, as of two years, it's been a disaster. He's coming off major knee surgery. So in his mind, his career, like, it just, it sucks. So he's on edge because he's trying to prove himself. Grant's saying he's a bust. And Kinlaw just lost it. Uh, like, I, I understand. I have no problem. If if I'm going to talk shit about someone, or Grant's going to talk shit about someone, they're allowed to talk shit back at you. You, you can't If you're going to give it, you got to take it. It's just part of the deal. You know, you, you can't be a giver and then not a taker. And that's what so much of the media is. Ultimately, Grant did have him on the show. Now, it didn't really go well, and Kinlaw was really emotional. But, like, if Brandon Staley wants to call me up, call me up. I mean, it's just it's just part of the deal. Now, there was one guy that called me up I refuse to talk to because I think he's a complete clown. But for the most part, it just it is what it is. And it's a lot different. Like, in my shoes... I'm not going to see or be around most of these guys. Grant is around these guys every single week and a lot of times like every day. So it's not like he hides. I mean, he talks shit, but he goes in the locker room. So I I, I do give him some credit there in terms of like, it's not like he's just an internet troll and they never see him. He, he sees him daily. Uh, wanted to start off by saying you're my favorite sports talk show since SVP and Rosillo. A couple years ago, I took part in the Scouting Academy. While the program was great, I found that watching the same linemen for 100-plus snaps dwindled my love for football. I was wondering if you ever felt this way scouting. I think you're looking at it the wrong way. I think you do love football, but you don't love it on the level in which you have to love it to be John Schneider or Jason Light or Howie Roseman. 
like those guys get energy from football. I found I love football. I've made a career out of it. Just talking about it. I, I watch it. You know, Thursday night, Saturday, Sunday, Monday night. I, and like you, I'm sure anyone listening, you guys watch a ton of football. We all are, you know, I, I would say in radio terms, it used to be called P1s, like your most diehard listener. We are high-end football fans. A lot of this country is. I mean, football is a very, very big deal. You went to the SEC, you'd find people that are so passionate about LSU, A&M, Bama, Georgia, whatever, right? They would consider themselves that you couldn't love football anymore, but you don't love it as much as you think you love it. And I'm lucky enough to work in football, seeing the true love of football, and that was Andy Reid, that was Pat Hill, that was Sean McDermott, that was you know Juan Castillo, that was Matt Nagy, that was the, the coaches and the executives that love football. It's on a completely different level. I, I think it just exposed that it wasn't my end-all, be-all. And I think to be a great scout, to be a great coach, you, you got to be absolutely addicted <laughs> Like I, Kyle Shanahan, I was at a press conference a couple weeks ago after an OTA practice, and they asked him a question about something with schemes, something with other teams, and he's like, oh, that's what I watch in my spare time. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I, I do that uh, on my off time. Like when I'm at home, I'll watch, you know, Patriots offense, right? Like he he has stuff, he, he watches football at work, and then when he goes home with his family, when they go to sleep, he watches more football. So... To, to get to the highest level of football and be good at it, it's got to be your life. I mean, it's you got to eat, breathe, and sleep it. So I, I don't think it dwindles your love of football. I think it just exposes that you're not on the level that you need to be to ultimately do it as a career. Because that, that to be really, really good at it, I mean great at it, I, I do believe you got to be addicted. It's got to be like deep in your soul. It's as crazy as that sounds. But I've seen it, and I, I I promise you, it just does. You always shit on Daniel Jones. Absolutely love the pod, your ability to make ordinary sound interesting. Uh, you always shit on Daniel Jones, deservedly so. I shit on him will be strong. I, I like I mean, he seems like a nice guy. I just, I don't know if he's good enough. I mean, I, so far he's not. I just don't think he is. He can't turn the ball over. It's not personal. I mean, I, I'm sure he'd be a fun guy to have some beers with. Is it fair to say Judge is a guy who's had Pat Shermer and Joe Judge? Uh, is it fair to say he's a guy that had Shermer and Judge as his head coaches and inarguable the worst graded offensive line in the past three years? He fumbles, but he's been named captain, and I've heard, I haven't heard one bad thing of character or work ethic. The guy has a plus arm and can move around. Would you be surprised if he's a poor man's Josh Allen this year? Uh, go Big Blue. Uh, okay. Here's what I think is fair to think. He is not even close to Josh Allen. Could he be a version of the way Alex Smith resurrected his career? I would say that would be the best case. To turn his career around at an Alex Smith level. Like when Harbaugh got there and then when he became with the Niners and the Chiefs. Because before that, Alex Smith was... Most people thought he sucked. They they just did. Two people really believed in him. When I was with the Eagles, before Jim Harbaugh got hired... Andy Reid wanted to sign him as Michael Vick's backup. Andy loved him. And obviously Harbaugh loved him. Like Andy Reid and Jim Harbaugh, you do just need someone to love you and believe in you. Like Jim Harbaugh believed in Alex Smith. Will Brian Dayball believe in Daniel Jones? To me, that's half the battle of a resurrection. Because if you're going to resurrect someone, you have to instill confidence in them. I'd argue in any walk of life. And if Dayball's a half-in, half-out guy, 
then no. But if he's all in on him, like if he falls, you know, if he thinks he's got a chance to be a really good player, then yeah, I would say he could turn his career around. But poor man's Josh Allen. Josh Allen's six foot six, runs like a deer, and can throw it 700 yards. I mean, Josh Allen's is, he's one of the great physical anomalies in the history of the league. I mean, we're talking Elway, Roethlisberger, Cam, Josh Allen. I mean, he's on the short list of just who who's also good. Like, I mean, physically, they're, they're just, there aren't many of him in the history of the sport. Been listening for a month. Love the pod. Appreciate you, Michael. Got a question for you. Do you think the NFL, do you think the NFL uh, is going to switch the draft so the Super Bowl winners get the first pick in the draft to keep teams from tanking on purpose? Therefore, becoming an all-around more competitive league. Thanks. No, I mean, I, I. For the most part, tanking is not a big issue. The Jags wanted to win last year. The Lions tried to win every single week. <laughs> Think about that. The teams that drafted first and second tried to win every single week. Urban just didn't know how. But toward the end of the year, the Jags tried. The Jags did. The Jags won week whatever eighteen right against the Colts. Ended Wentz's career there. The Lions, I, I watched them. If any Lions fans would would agree, like, I didn't watch all their games, but they, they clearly, when I did watch them, I always thought they were trying. They just weren't good enough. So I I, I think the way it's set up right now is good. You, you And what would happen this year? Like, the Rams won the Super Bowl, but the Lions had their pick. So would the Lions get the number one overall pick? I, I, I don't like that. I, I mean, I've seen that kind of bantered around about on the interweb. I, I think it's fine the way it is right now. Now, you, you could convince me. Should they do some sort of lottery to add an extra event? Maybe the top, instead of the t- all the teams that miss the playoffs, just the top 10 teams that draft, and then they get an equal lottery. Everyone gets 10% chance we do that just as a must-see TV event. I'd be in for that. How about we do that? So it's like the top 10 worst records, right? So if you're 1 through 10, and somehow they do tiebreakers, right? If, if like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, all have the same record or whatever. You just do a lottery and everyone has the same odds. Something like that. I'd be cool with that. Uh, found your podcast. Partner with the volume. Love it. Appreciate it. I had to check out the volume sports channel. The whole company is outstanding. Everyone on my dad's side of the family is from Western PA. So obviously Steelers football is like religion to us. I'm really interested in what you think of Pickett. And it's fit in Pittsburgh. I love the accuracy, ball placement, anticipatory throwing, red zone efficiency. He has good size, leadership ability, and is very good size and athleticism combination. I know you think he's a poor man's Mac Jones, but I think there's enough reasonable evidence to think he's more upside than Mac. I'm going to use some of your phrases. He's got a high-level owner, Rooney. I agree. High-level coach, Tomlin. Also agree. And the offense is loaded with weapons. They spend a lot of money on the O-line, so here's where I would agree. Because my buddies that evaluate the shit for a living think that thought every single one I talked to thought Mac was dramatically better coming out of college than Kenny Pickett. That's just that's that's not my opinion. That's people that do it for a living. People with Super Bowl rings. Super Bowl rings had this opinion. Some of these people had were never going to draft either of these quarterbacks. But they evaluated Mac Jones, they evaluated Kenny Pickett, and they said Mac's better. That's part of my take. Because to me, all those type players are kind of similar. They're not my style. I don't like average arm quarterbacks. Now, where I will agree with you is that Mac went to a team that did not have many weapons. But 
Their defense was excellent, and the Patriots could run the ball. Now, with their receivers, your receivers are way better. Najee Harris is a stud, but obviously the Patriots had good running backs. You, you have way better receivers. So I'm with you there. Now, your division is really good. Bengals were in the Super Bowl. Ravens bringing back everyone healthy. I think we'd all agree they're going to be really good. And the Browns, you know, even if Deshaun Watson gets spinning for the year, their defense is going to be awesome. So it's going to be very, very difficult in the division. Now, their infrastructure there is really good. And they've been, you know, 15 or 18 or however old Roethlisberger is, he did the same thing. He got to come to a really good team. So where you go matters. Think about Patrick Mahomes. The 12th overall pick got to go to Andy Reid and the Chiefs. Think about Lamar Jackson. Ends up with the Ravens. I was sitting at 49er practice, and I look at uh, my my other podcast partner, Guy, and this another buddy of ours, Chris Biedersman, who uh, covers the 49ers for the Sacramento Bee, and I was like, think how lucky Trey Lance is. He got drafted third overall. It's not like he fell in the draft. He got drafted third overall. He went to a team where he didn't even have to start. They went to the NFC Championship game. He got to start a couple games. His head coach is also the play caller, Like, and they've won, and his team's stacked with weapons. Think how lucky he is. Most guys are like Trevor Lawrence. You go to the Jags, where you go to Urban Meyer and your life sucks. Or Zach Wilson, you go to the Jets, where they've been losing for a long time. So... Kenny Pickett should... I'm not that religious of a guy, but if I was Kenny Pickett, I would say a prayer every once in a while, just a thank you to the big man upstairs. Like, thank you for putting me in Pittsburgh. So I'm with you there. I just... The physical... Think how good you've been for 15 years. You had a physical anomaly. Like, I, I like physical freaks. Now, I know... There are not many Ben Roethlisberger's walking on this earth, but like, he was a big reason for your success. Warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. 
Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Is there any reason for the Panthers to try to win this year? What's the point of winning five games and winning two and getting Bruce, uh, Bryce Young, and, or versus winning two and getting Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud? Well, the reason is because the head coach... In theory, he's coaching for his job. Maybe he doesn't care. He's already so rich. Maybe he's cool with going back to college. But I'm with you. There is you would much you'd be much better off winning two than five. Now, would you rather win like eight, nine than two? Yes, because you'd rather be competitive than be in the mix. There's kind of a balance. But I, I hear you. Now, you know if Sam Darnold. Every time I say Sam Darnold's decent or uh, not, he's not decent. He's been bad. Anytime I say Sam Darnold could be decent. My inbox is flooded with like, Middlecoff, why are you caping for this guy? He sucks. He's terrible. Like, I agree. Listen, he's been bad. And maybe I'm holding off what I liked him in college. I am. But I'm, I'm, I'm holding out hope. But I'm, I'm starting to actually jump off the bandwagon. First, a show wreck, Apple TV severance. Not going to lie, Matt. I tried to watch that show. That's not, it's not really my thing. It's a little sci-fi-ish, Westworld-ish. And I didn't mind Westworld on HBO because there was killing and there was sex and nudity. So if you give me killing and sex and nudity, like Game of Thrones is not for me. I don't really do Dungeons and Dragons and all that stuff. But 
there was so much violence and so much nudity. You know, I'm a guy. Like, I watched. Severance, I it was just, I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. I We own the city. Maybe I mentioned this on a previous pod. I'm like three episodes in on HBO Max. HBO Max is, is HBO Max better than Netflix? I do want to watch the, uh, the Adam Sandler movie where he's the NBA scout in Philly. I feel like that movie was made for me. I can't wait. Is that, is that coming out? When is that thing coming out? Because I really want to watch that. I'm a big New York Giants fan. It looks like we have a competent coach for the first time in which feels like a decade. Long time. I mean, you guys, McAdoo, Shermer, Joe Judge, <laughs> you know, long way away from Coughlin, Fossil, and the Big Tuna. My biggest concern is if he's good of an offensive guy that he seems to be that he makes Daniel Jones look like a starting quarterback. I think Jones is a fucking terrible and is no place of being the starter. I think if Dable makes Jones look competent, it would be a disaster to not move on after the season given the immense talent at the quarterback position around the league. If Jones is your quarterback, there's no way you can win. Here's what I would say. Going back to the couple previous DMs, if Dayball is able to make Daniel Jones a top 15, 16 quarterback, that's worth it. If somehow he can turn him into Alex Smith of the Chiefs and you guys build up the team, you guys can be competitive. To me, that's his best scenario. He becomes Alex Smith, Chiefs, becomes that. Now, part of Alex Smith on the Chiefs, like you got to have a good team. So you, Thibodeau's got to be good. Uh, who else did they draft? Did they draft the the Bama linemen? The guys they drafted last year got to start being good. Maybe Saquon can be good again. Like, you got to keep building up the squad. But to me, that's the best hope. And I don't think that's the worst thing. You know, if you just get out, like, let's face it, Eli, I love Eli. I love the Mannings. But those last couple of years of Eli, like, you guys haven't had just a competent quarterback in a while. Uh, big fan, Seahawks fan, with reports of the Seahawks and Trailblazers being up for sale. How important do you think a quality owner is for building a contending team? I also keep seeing that analysts seem to be shocked the Seahawks would go into the season with Smith and Luck, and or Locke. But in my mind, it is better to give yourself a chance at a quality quarterback in the draft than to be mediocre quarterback like Baker. Am I missing something? Uh, well, I, I saw the Trailblazers, Phil Knight, put in an offer on the Trailblazers, and then I guess, is it Jody Allen? Is that Paul Allen's daughter? I don't know if she put out a statement or sources said that, that they do not intend to sell, but you know you would obviously get. I mean, how much do you think they would get for the Seattle Seahawks? I know Seattle's not like a top five media market, but it's not small. They they now have a real brand because of Russell. I mean, I would say if the Broncos are going for four and a half, is Seattle worth three point eight? I mean, it's it'd be worth a lot of money. It's very very important. It's very, very important. The problem is, though, there are only so many... There's not 8 million people with billions of dollars. So you're... The percentage of people... like It's pretty easy to sell a $650,000 house. In a lot of markets, like it's not easy to sell a $6 million house. right? There are only so many people to buy the home. I saw someone forwarded me the most expensive home in the history of Scottsdale sold. It was like $28 million. Because there, in the history of Arizona, there haven't been that many people that ever would spend that much money on a home. Plus, it's like this isn't beachfront property. But in California, I bet there has been $20, $20 million homes in the last like two years. So it just, 
I, I think the league's in a tough spot. Like, how many people do they have that can afford to buy these teams? People think I'm nuts. Pete Carroll is not trying to lose. He is he's not trying to tank. He's 70 years old. John Schneider might be cool with it, but Pete Carroll is not. Pete Carroll thinks they can be competitive. One million percent. I promise you that. He is not coaching to win four games. Now, they may, and it may be the best thing that happens to them, but that's just not the case. Uh, Golfer from Hawaii, played D2 at Dominican University in Marin. Don't look up my scores. They were horrible. Anyways, big Falcons fan. I know you're skeptical of Drake London, which is fair, but with London 6'4", Pitt 6'6", Tate 6'5", Edward 6'3", and Patterson 6'2", it seems pretty clear that Arthur Smith is trying to get physical on the offensive side of the ball, something the Falcons have been lacking for years. Even though I agree someone like Jordan Davis probably would have been a better pick, I feel like you can respect Smith sticking with the brand and trying to implement. Thoughts? If he's 100% trying to do that, and I think it's fair to say that he is, Pitts and then this guy, I appreciate having a philosophical belief and going all in with that. Now, sometimes you have to change your philosophical beliefs as time goes, but I, I have no I have no problem with that. Draft big guys, try to overpower people. Now, here's the thing with Kyle Pitts can run. Kyle Pitts is also a tight end. Drake London runs like 4-6-8. Now, if Drake London plays fast, Keenan Allen didn't run fast. Uh, Devontae Adams didn't run fast. They dominate. Now, second round and third round, right? Did, now, Drake London, you had to draft. To get Drake London, you had to draft him in the first round. I understand that. But, like, couldn't they have just taken Garrett Wilson? I, I just don't see how Drake London is a better player than Garrett Wilson. I, I just don't believe it. And it's, it sounds like I'm being critical. Like, I like Drake London. I do. I loved watching him play at USC. I just think eight is is pretty rich for my blood. Like, you, you can love a home. I mean, I would love to buy that. And it's on the market for $2 million. You're like, shit, I'd love it at one, too. But I don't love it at two. Right? It's no different how I look at Drake London. Love the guy. Love what he represents. Love the stories I've heard around the USC program about the guy. I'm rooting for him to succeed. I don't care that I said it was a draft bad draft pick. I, ho- I root for good people to have success. I'm not one of those people that like root against people. I don't even root against Brandon Staley. I hope the Chargers are good. Right? I, I don't want to see the Cardinals be good. I'll be honest there. But I, the Chargers, like, I love Justin Herbert. Might be my favorite player in the NFL, not named like Mahomes or Josh Allen. So I, I, I'm a big fan, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, I just I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical. Love the show. Really enjoy the fan interaction. Browns fan here, ready to move on from Baker. If you're a GM interested in acquiring Baker, what's the magic number salary wise? you would want to commit toward Baker's $19 million guaranteed. Uh, I would say at minimum, we got to cut that bad boy in half at minimum. Because part of it is like, I'm not just acquiring the player. Like we got, what's going on with the guy? Like, what's the deal? Why did Miles Garrett just kind of crush him on his way out? Why do all these guys, I, where did I hear something? One of the, uh, the corner from Northwestern, is it Newsom who they drafted last year? I think said something how Odell Beckham, like they all loved Odell, didn't like Baker. I, something's off, man. So it's like, it's more, I, I don't like bringing toxic quarterbacks into my building. I can do it at other positions. I, I can take like, Javon Kinlaw was a risk for the 49ers. I can do it at D-tackle. He's 6'6", 300 pounds. Cool with it. I'll, I'll, I'll try it. 
I don't do it at quarterback. It's why so many quarterbacks who stink are on rosters. Chase Daniel, Chad Henney, all these guys. Because they're great guys. You want that energy. So if Baker's not a lock to be my starter, I need positive energy around. Everyone makes fun of Nate Sudfeld when he got uh, put in, when Doug Peterson put him in the game for tanking against the Giants week 17 a couple years ago. I'm watching him in Niner practice. Kyle Shanahan loves him. You know why? Doug loves him. Kyle Shanahan loves him. Coaches love backup quarterbacks because usually they're like coaches and good guys. Feels like something's off with Baker. So I'd argue until I figure out what's his deal, why did the whole team not like him, I, you'd, I wouldn't acquire him. Uh, thoughts for the pod. Also, let's hear some random bowl predictions for the coming NFL season. Mine is the Panthers get nine wins and wild card into the playoffs. Big fan. So best quarterback from each division. Burrow, AFC North. Uh, agreed. Who, Lamar, Pickett, and Watson, who be suspended, so I agree. AFC South, Tannehill, they, they said Matt Ryan, agreed. AFC East, Josh Allen. AFC West, Patrick Mahomes. Rodgers, Brady, Dakota Prescott, and Stafford. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a pretty easy list. Full agreement there. We'll do some of the, I mean, we got so long to go before the coming season. I mean, it's, I'm recording this is June 3rd. We got we got a while to go. You know, we got a while, while to go. Heard you talking about music subscription services. I know you have Prime, duh. So you so you use Amazon Prime Music. It's great and included with your Prime membership. Occasionally you'll have music that needs Amazon Unlimited, but it's not too uncommon. Honestly, I've never used Amazon Music. You know what's crazy? I I, I mean I pay for so many services. I use Pandora which I do not pay for and still hear ads. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's me. How do you teams evaluate players' character during pre-draft interviews? I assume players experience enough to answer the questions in a way they appear as good teammates hardworking. How much can you trust their college coaches considering it's in their best interest to have a guy drafted as high as possible? How do you recognize what's BS and what's not? Seems impossible. Very, very difficult. I was only tr- I worked in the office for a couple years and was only on the road for one year, but I did it when I was at Fresno State with Drew Hill, who now runs Oklahoma's personnel department. He was a pro liaison, so every program, like if I go to Fresno State, if I go to USC, if I go to Texas, wherever, any any college football program, but obviously the Power Five and the Division One programs have the most NFL talent. They have a guy that's called a pro liaison. And over the years, you're going to get to know that guy, in theory, pretty well. And some guys are different than others. Some programs are different than others. But for the most part, they'll shoot you straight. So when you go, uh, tell me about John Middlecoff. And the guy will just start telling you about. Not the player. His job is to tell you about the person. He'll go, John Middlecoff, he's from Davis, California. He had two parents. He has a brother. Good guy. uh, Business major. He's been a hard worker when he's been here. At first, he was a little immature when he showed up. He now has a serious girlfriend. He's been great in the weight room for the last three years. Uh, Just, you know, really, he's going to be a team captain this year or vice versa. You know, John Middlecoff comes from a tough background. Uh, You know, we took somewhat of a chance on him. He's obviously was a really talented player, but, you know, we questioned how he'd fit in the program, and it's been a rocky road. He's been suspended before. Uh, he struggles with coming late to meetings. It went, you know, I, I I would recommend you talk to the DB coach. 
Uh, he's not, you know, he's not great in meetings. He doesn't listen. He doesn't always know his assignments. Uh, and you know, who knows? I mean, that's, that's the way, I mean, we could describe anything and some guys what's hard is like, you know, he's, he's a little immature and he's been in trouble before, but I really love the guy. I think he's a good guy at heart when they say like, yeah, I think the guy might be a bad guy. That's when you need to do some digging and you always have to dig naturally, like talk to, I always like talking to women, try to either find an academic advisor, find someone in the building who was a female and get their opinion on the guy. Because like you said, some coaches can blow smoke, but usually like, or an equipment guy or, you know, a trainer, how do they treat people? Because for the most part, a guy is going to treat a football player is going to treat their coach or their position coach pretty well. But like, how do they treat the academic advisor when the coach isn't around? How do they treat the assistant trainer? How do they treat, you know, some random graduate assistant? That's where you can get some pretty good info. When I was a GA at Fresno State, that's where I got to know a lot of scouts because they talked to me and I was trying to impress them. So I'd give them good shit. Now, most of our guys were good. So it's like in terms of character, but at the time, I mean, <laughs> Fresno's had some <laughs> hit or miss guys over the years, but you know what I mean? So it's just, you, you got to get that information and then you just, then you just kind of, that's your base. And then you work off that, but you're right. It's like, People, we all can have biases. We all can have agendas. We all can have diff- different interactions with different people. Uh, it, it's not, it's not a, you know, it's an inexact science because it's not black and white. You can't just be like, I went to the doctor today and uh, got my height and weight, like 5'10", 170. It was like, the, actually, I was like, God, I, I, I'm doing pretty well in the food department now. I haven't been 170 in 15 years. Uh, but it was like, it's black and white. That's how tall I am. However many inches she said, 71 and a half or 72 or 70. I don't even remember what the number was. And 171. There's no arguing that, right? You measure a player. He's 6'2", 210. But like, is he a good guy? How much does he like football? You have to accumulate information and then just keep talking it out. And you send multiple people into the school, especially with guys you're going to draft. And then you spend time around them. It's just, it's a long process. And you're gonna you're gonna get some wrong. The other thing, and may, this might change now with the NIL, is uh, the money. Like, okay, if we're gonna we have the twelfth overall pick, if we draft this guy, we're gonna give him twenty three million dollars and a eight fifteen million dollar signing bonus. If you would have given me a fifteen million dollar signing bonus when I was twenty two, who knows? You know, I mean, I, at thirty seven, I got a pretty good idea how I'd allocate some things. Twenty two. Might have bought like four cars, seven watches, and eighty million PlayStations for all my friends. You know, I don't know. It's just like I. It's it's very hard to know. It, it really is. You just do the best you can. You know, you just. And it's not like when you date someone right before you get engaged or before you get married, you can spend a lot of time with them. You can eventually move in with them. You can like, you know, you get a good gauge of the person. It's not really like that. Right, you get the combine, you get the pro day, and you get a visit if you you know you get thirty of them. So you better use your time wisely. And even at the pro day, you know it's if a guy is a pretty highly touted guy and he's got some question marks, everyone's going to be wanting to talk to him. So it's hard to get some hard to get some time. It's it's a it's a very very difficult job. It's why you got to spend a lot of time and you got to meet a lot of people you, to be to me to be a really really good scout. You know, if you're a national scout or college director, 
you need to know a lot of people at the top programs. And I'm not just talking coaches. I'm, I'm talking like the trainer, maybe like a booster type guy, an academic person. Uh, you, you just, you got to be hustling. You're basically a detective. I'd argue your job is more important to find out that stuff than it is the player. Because like, once you get a couple of eyes on it, we can, you know, there might be some difference of opinions, but we can get a gauge on like, you know, can Garrett Wilson play or can he not? You know, can, can Devontae Smith or can Jamar Chase or Micah Parsons? But like, do we want to, do we want this person in our building? Do Is this guy going to be like Aaron Donald or Nick Bosa or whatever? Like you get those guys in your building, you feel really, George Kittle, you know, Russell Wilson forever, Dak Prescott. You feel really good about those guys, but like those guys aren't always, sometimes you get some bad guys, right? Deshaun Watson was a really good guy until maybe he's not, right? And now it's a problem. And like, and that stuff, like, I I can't blame anyone for that. Like, every single human you ever met said good things about Deshaun Watson. And now it's people are changing their tune. Okay, last one. Love the pod. You're always very insightful and measure your takes. I have a Patriot question. Why have we struggled to draft offensive weapons? I can't think of the truly great offensive player we've drafted, drafted since Gronk. It's been bust after bust. The only good receiver the Pats have had been acquired through free agency, or in Edelman's case, dumb luck, draft, drafted as a quarterback. He wasn't drafted as a quarterback. They drafted him to move him to wide receiver. But I, I know what you mean. I, I don't know. I, I don't. For whatever reason, Bill just can't identify wide receivers. He just can't. Like I, I think we could all agree with that. Like He can't. He can pick linebackers. He can pick linemen. He can pick quarterbacks. Right? Jimmy, Jacoby, Mack. Like, he can pick... Kickers, long snappers, you know, special teamers. He cannot draft a wide receiver for the life of him. I, you know, I, I don't understand it. I, I really don't. I, I don't have an answer to it. He just clearly that's his that's his blind spot. It's not even debatable at this point. You know, it's like if you wrote the Belichick Hall of Fame resume, I would say the. I mean, the couple to me, the Deflategate, not on him. Spygate, everyone was spying. I'd say the lack, lack of ability to draft wide receivers is like his true, true flaw. Because other than that, he can scheme. He knows every position. He can coach wide receivers. But he can't draft them. N- no no explanation on my part. Uh, adios. Hopefully everyone's having a good weekend. Uh, see you guys soon. Peace. <laughs>
and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.